podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The first time I saw it, I got goosebumps. It was perfect for me. I felt like we could go anywhere together. There's nothing like finding your match on cars.com. With over 50,000 cars added daily and a powerful advanced search, you're sure to discover the one. Cars.com. It's Click or tap to find your perfect match on cars.com today. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. This is episode two of England Watch. And today what we're going to be basically breaking down is Rob Key is the new director of men's cricket. We're going to take Mm. a look at that. And also we're going to get stuck in to a little bit of a look around who's doing what in English cricket at the moment. Our English Watch Twitter is going really, really well. And every single day at Leading Edge Pod, you can see us tweeting out about who's done what each day. And today we're going to go into a little bit of a deep dive in everyone's performances during week one. Sound good to you, Rich? Sounds very good, Rob. Sounds very good. Let's have a look at Rob Key. Absolutely. Yeah, so Rob Key, that's the big news, isn't it? I think we need to touch on that because this is the first fall to drop. First fall, first shoe to drop, and then the rest will fall into place. When Joe Root was uh, resigned himself as captain recently, the world just seemed to collapse for some people yeah. talking about English cricket. We kind of knew it was coming that Joe Root may be stepping down. So we knew at some point we would have three positions up for grabs. I'm I'm glad that Joe Root stepped down from his own choice rather than being forced to do so. So that's one thing I'm happy about. But we are filling in the key uh, positions now as we need to. So managing director of England men's cricket, Rob Key, 42-year-old. We know Rob Key as... Kent captain, Kent opening batsman, maybe a little bit of uh, England opening batsman, not for long, or he batted at three maybe a little bit. We know him as a Sky Sports pundit, but we didn't think we'd expect to see him here. He's not had a a job you know, in the back office, if you want to call it, of, of, of cricket in any way. I My initial reaction to this is it seems like a really promising appointment. The likes of Nasser Hussein, Mike Atherton and others, yeah, the mates of his, the colleagues of his, but when they talk highly of somebody, I listen because I really respect what those people have got to say, especially NASA. Yeah. He's just a little bit more honest than the normal bloke in the street, isn't he? Um, they're really quite enthused by him. They like, they, they, you know, they all talk about what a sharp cricket brain he's got. He's not somebody that's willing to just go along with the the, the, the accepted view of, of any situation or any individual. And he can be a little bit stubborn as well, which when you look at the ECB, you need somebody to say, no, this is how it needs to be done. Not just go along for the easy ride. Don't be listening to the press. Don't be listening to pundits. Don't be listening to papers and all the rest of it. We need somebody to dig the heels in a little bit. So Rob Key, I think it's a good appointment. I don't know who else was up for it, so I can't really compare names. Yeah. But it seems like a fresh appointment, doesn't it? It seems like they've got someone that wasn't ultra-establishment. He wasn't an England captain. He wasn't an England test superstar. He wasn't a huge name. Um, in international cricket. Obviously, we all know him in county cricket. A lot of runs, a lot of games. But it just feels fresh, doesn't it, Rob? It it does. And, Mm. I mean, we're at the low. You've got to hit the bottom Mm. before you bounce back out and you have radical change. We're at that point where corporate term, we need a step change. And this is potentially what it looks like. And Mm. the thing is, you're right. When you see Nasser Hussain turn around and go, this lad knows cricket. Direct quote. That's pretty solid <laughs> from right. NASA. NASA's got a great brain. He's the sort of guy that you might want to have involved. But uh, Rob mm. Key will be his, hopefully get the opportunity to be his own man, set his own systems, his own strategy. Yep. And I guess this is the question. And it's like, great, we've got someone 
forward thinking, it feels, uh, open minded. How much rain does Rob Key get in this job without Teflon Tom at the top saying, <laughs> This is this is how I want things to run and these are what your you know key performance indicators look like? Mm. How much room does he get to go? I want to do like Ashley Giles did. I want to do this. I'm going to go do it. Does yeah. he get the same yeah. rain again? Look, uh, Tom Harrison is is hanging on by a thread, isn't he? He needs to just, you know, he needs to give almost free reign. He's given the man the job. So obviously what he's heard, he likes. And whoever was part of that selection panel. So he has to give near free reign to the cricketing man. Tom Harrison is not a cricketing man, is he? Unless I've completely missed his, his 100 county career appearances. <laughs> Maybe I have. Apologies if I have. Yeah. Anybody? Have Anybody? Him, no. Right. He's a businessman. Yeah. So the cricket man can sort the cricket stuff out. If he needs a bit of support, make sure that support is put in place. Make sure a team is put in place around him that can look after that administrative side of the game. He, Rob Key has to, like you said, the strategy, the culture, the vision. He needs to set that out. ECB's vision is how do we make more money? Mm. That's not vision. That's not sustainable. That's not anything, is it? It's just a, a waste of time because it's, it's built on absolute sand, isn't it? Um, so I think he should be given free reign. And I'm going to be really interested to see where he goes next, because obviously we need the head coach, but are we looking at two head coaches? Mm. Are we looking at reintroducing a selector, or are we saying the coaches are the selectors? I think he's going to split it off. I can't remember exactly what yeah. he's spoken about on this subject, but I think he's a man that's going to say, we want a white ball coach and we want a test match coach. And I think he'll reintroduce the selection. It was, let's just circle back for one minute it was far too much for Aston Giles to put on Chris Silverwood yep. we've criticized Chris Silverwood rightly so but Chris Silverwood was asked to be the coach of all three formats and be the selector he had eyes and ears elsewhere but he was ultimately responsible for everything I do understand it from point Aston Giles I don't think he liked um the uh, the split captains when he was the white ball captain wasn't he uh, captain sorry coach um previously so I think he did it as a reaction maybe to his experience, but it was just not right. It's just too much cricket and it coincided with COVID. So it has to be split out. And I hope Rob Key does do that. So we are looking for two coaches, I would imagine, and a form of selection, whether that's one, whether that's three, um, or whether it's one that heads up a whole panel of selectors. I don't know. Uh, but I will be really intrigued to see if he does carve it up in, in that manner. You, you know what I'd like? And I think we might get a little bit more of it. The ECB has created an us-against-them mentality and not in mm. a good way. And not a back-to-the-walls <laughs> are coming out fighting. Yeah. They've created something mm. different where people are like, mate, you're not fit for purpose. What I would like <laughs> is a new air of transparency around strategy, yeah. what we're going to do, how we're going to go about it, um, why decisions are being made, and just create more of a connection with mm. cricket fans who have loved this team for a long time. And I feel like Rob yeah. Key, ex-pundit, may mm. be able to do that. Yeah. He's a nice link point, isn't he? Because he, he's, he's a player, so he understands the game. He played a hell of a long time in county cricket. He owes his living to county cricket. He played test match cricket, so he understands international cricket. But he's been a pundit, so he's seen the other side of the game. He's looking at it. He's constantly watching cricket of all formats, isn't he? Yeah. And he's a link. You're closer to the fans and you're closer to what people are talking about. He does the cricket shows, et cetera, through Sky Sports. So there's a nice link there, isn't there? I think you're absolutely right. Um, talking about strategy being being more open and being transparent, as long as it's not corporate nonsense and yes. trying to get themselves out of trouble and paint themselves in the best possible light like they did with the racism stuff. 
Yeah. Just be be genuine, be honest. Don't just do it because you think that this is what people want to hear. Yes. We want a genuine strategy and a genuine opening up of what the culture is going to be, how we're looking. You know, if a player's not up for selection, I want to know if a player's not up for selection yeah. for whatever reason. And why, Owen Morgan? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I am infused by it. I think it's a really good first point. And I think he's inexperienced, so he's going to have to learn how to be a manager. Um, but I think he's going to be somebody that people will want to work with because he's not a closed off person from what it seems. He's not somebody that's just going to be locked into old ideas. It could suddenly pique the interest of one or two candidates, especially for Red Bull cricket, that will yeah. think, well, this guy is a little bit more forward thinking than, than others might have been. I might be able to work with him. So, yeah, yeah. roll it on. Um, should we just quickly sum up what he said? It's a relatively yeah. brief um, statement. So Rob Key said, it's an absolute honour to take up this role. The chance to have an impact and make a difference is an opportunity given to very few, and I'll give it everything I have to try and shape the next great era of English men's cricket. I like that. Uh, he didn't say that. I did. Um, I have absolutely loved my time at Sky, and I could never have imagined leaving were it not for this incredible opportunity. I'd like to personally thank Brian Henderson and everyone in the team for their help and support. Although at this current moment, it has been a challenging time in English cricket, I also think it's a, as, as exciting a time as I can remember. With two of our teams near or at the top of the world rankings and an undoubted amount of talent in our game. I hope to try and bring everyone along for the ride so we can all help take English men's cricket to new heights across all formats. So it, it's you know it's seeing that opportunity, isn't it? It's not going, oh my God, England are so rubbish again. What are we going to do now? Like a lot of fans do, ourselves potentially included sometimes. He's saying, look, this is an opportunity. There is talent out there. There is quality. We need a way of actually giving the quality and the talent that opportunity. And that's all the way through. How do we restructure county cricket? Andrew Strauss is still looking at the review of that, isn't it? How do we look at um, the, the, you know, the, the, the way people are playing, the pitches that they're playing on, the, the young spinners, are they getting game time or not? And then getting them into the international arena and what sort of environment are they stepping into? Are they stepping into an environment that will embrace them and give them chance to express themselves? Or are they stepping into an environment that's, a, that's a, any time now they're going to fail? Um, so, yeah, I think I've said enough on this one. But, yeah, good on it. Let's have the coaches now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's already made some good quotes talking about the coaches and who he rates. Rates Fleming, rates Joy, uh, Joy Wardener. Yes. Um, yeah. Rates Kirsten. Mm. And was quite honest in the quotes that I've seen talking about what they might want. Gary Kirsten mm. might want to come in, but he, I don't think he'll want to touch Red Bull. I don't think he'll want that level of oh, commitment. Okay. So I, I do feel this is going to be, or I'm optimistic, it's going to be a new era of communication from the ECB mm. about what, why, how, those sorts of conversations that are just so many times just shut down into interpretation of why things are happening. Mm. Um, I would like to hopefully have a an era where things like James Anderson and broad not being picked don't <laughs> resurface is not because oh my word. Mm, not because yeah. they've been dropped but the lack of transparency around what's actually going on it's mm. um yeah i'm i'm optimistic i don't do it very often when talking about english cricket because it can drag you down but mm -hmm. i am optimistic about what the future's going to hold for us rich and yes uh talking of futures Talking, mm -hmm. We're going to look through the top 10 batting prospects for the, for the country. Varying ages, 32, all the way down to about 23 in the list. So that's really exciting. Five players under the age of 25 in this list as well, which is exceptional. But before we get into that, we started touching on England Watch. Now, this 
was touched on in the podcast last year and it's taken on to Twitter this year where every at the end of County Championship Day we're tweeting out who are the England stars or potential England players and what are the performances that mm. have been going on in the meantime. Last podcast we did a real round robin of everything that's going on. We we also touched on the injury report, which had Mark Wood and Ben Stokes and Joffrey mm. Archer and all these people. But interesting enough, we touched on Ollie Stone and we said there's no updates on Ollie Stone. This time mm. around, there's updates on Ollie Stone and Ollie Stone's Ooh. gone and played some second 11 cricket, Rich. Yes, great news. I'm not going to get too excited. We've seen a few false starts for uh, Ollie Stone and injuries, haven't we? So all we can say, it's really promising to see him back uh, on the field and playing some cricket. Take your time, Ollie. That's I think that's one thing with all these fast bowlers, whoever it might be. Joffre Archer, obviously we saw him back for Sussex last summer and we got really excited. Bowling with serious pace again, took a wicket or two, and then he didn't play the rest of that game. And we've not seen him since. So take your time. That's all we need to say. And hopefully we'll get some of these quicks uh, back in the England reckoning soon. Yeah. So whip through the players who's been mm-hmm. performing. So starting off in Lancashire, Josh Pahannon, who was, you know, maybe a little unfairly looked over for the mm. West Indies series. In fact, his coach has supported him on that. They've started a new series on the Lancashire YouTube channel called Lancashire TV. There they mm. went, how did he not get a game, mate? In a, <laughs> a slightly different accent. But he turned up, he scored 19 off 35. We said, how does he get in this England team, Rich? We said, mm-hmm. weight of runs, yes. 19 off 35 in a heavily high-scoring contest is probably yep. not going to do that. No, I think that's the thing, isn't it? He would have been eyeing up maybe that Dan Lawrence spot. Uh, in the West Indies, but they obviously chose to give Dan Lawrence an opportunity after they didn't give him opportunity uh, in, in Australia. Yeah, Bahannon, just go and score runs. That's it. He, he's certainly close to it, isn't he? But again, before we talk about any of this, we have to qualify. Rob Keyes just stepped in. We don't know who the selectors are going to be. We don't know who the coaches yeah. are going to be. Everybody, I hope, and this is the real thing I do hope with this new setup. I mean, they called it a Red Bull reset. It wasn't a Red Bull reset, Joe. I'm sorry, it wasn't. But now it should be. It should be everybody given an opportunity. It's like a new manager coming into a football club, isn't it? The blokes in the bomb squad that are you know, training with the youth team, you've got an opportunity again. It's the same principle with cricket now, isn't it? Everybody should be given a fresh opportunity. And, yeah. you know, the likes of Josh Bohannon is close by. Will they fancy him? Will they fancy any of these players who they, they seem to be liking before? Or will there be other people out there? So it's going to be really interesting to see who they do start, um, you know, trending towards when, when we do get the setup announced. No, very true, mate. Uh, James mm. Bracey started well week wow. one, came and popped back in here. Five mm. off 13 in the first innings. I'm thinking, oh, come on, Bobby Bracey, you can do this, son. <laughs> yeah. 177, even got a fire emoji off you on oh. uh, day four of the county championship, mate. I don't, I don't hand them out willy-nilly, you know. Mm. You don't. That's a big deal. No. You've got the fire emoji, son, or if you get the eyes... Oh. then you know you're getting serious. But 177, Rich, mm. two centuries batting at number three for uh, for Gloucestershire this year. What do you think? Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. It's so nice to see players come back from difficult situations. You know, we spoke about uh, Tom Lamanby, didn't we, Previous uh, in another conversation. You need those challenging times to see how you can come back. And it gives you more in your armour, doesn't it? Of, of, right, I can lean back on that experience. I have got that and I've shown I can come back and fight through yeah. it and, and perform. Cricket's an easy game when everything's rolling well, especially as a young player. If you don't have any challenges, it's an easy game. We played a pre-season friendly, just completely off topic here, but pre-season friendly on Saturday, we've got a young opening bowler. He's very, very talented. Was getting panned all over the place, first couple of overs, but he's settled in and he'll use that again. He'll have that yeah. experience to lean back on. He settled back in, took wickets and looked good. 
And you need those challenging um, instances. You need to be able to fight through those and you need to see that you can perform after it. Um, so credit to the captain for keeping him on, obviously, and credit to him as well for, for going through it. But that's what you need and that's what uh, the likes of James Bracey's done. The sky's the limit for him. It really is. We've got a couple of number threes, haven't we? Ben Duckett's out there scoring runs. We know our friend Dave Bracegill thinks he's probably the most talented number three in English cricket. He should get some England recognition this year. James Bracey at the other end of the country is saying, well, what about me? I should be as well. Um, keep scoring runs. Keep scoring runs. Keep scoring runs. Good on him. Mm. Uh, Rory Burns returning to action at Surrey this mm. season. Different mm. situation to what he's been in previously. Not part of the England setup after mm. 32, 33 tests. Mm. We said, how do you get back in the team? It's a different conversation for mm. Burns, who went and scored 21 in, in this mm. game. Not a lot to go off. How does he get back in the team? Because what you've seen in international Mm. cricket is a guy with a a wonky technique, given plenty (laughs) of opportunity, and provide Mm. you one test match century every 11 test matches. Yeah. And this is the thing. Most of this conversation, most of that question is, how does somebody get into an England test team? It's weight of runs. It's score runs. Rory Burns, we know he can score runs in county cricket. I'm not worried about a 21. He's still quality. He will still score a shed load of runs in county cricket. But he needs, and we spoke about this, I think, last week on the first England watch, he needs to go away and prove that he is tweaking his technique to make sure when he does, and if or when he does get that opportunity back at opening for England, he's not going to make the same mistakes again. Yeah. Because what's the point? If he goes back in, he's not changed the thing. We know what the outcome will be. It won't be any different. Yeah. Um, did you see the pictures going around of him bowling with his long flowing locks? No, but I've seen his long flowing locks. Yep, you, you really missed important. out, mate. It was, a, it was a thing of beauty. The bowling wasn't, wow. but the, the hair was. It was a Nivea for men, county championship cricket. <laughs> it basically it would have made me, I was, I was blonde. It's hard to believe now, but that was me when I was about 14, 15. Oh. Basically, Rory Burns hairdo. So I can't live, 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 Living vicariously through Rory Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Rory um, Burns hair. Has he got his own Twitter account yet? Yeah, Rory Burns haircut. Yeah, should have. Um, Ollie Pope, mate, has gone and done Ollie Pope type things. He scored a century at Surrey. He scores yep. centuries at Surrey like they're going out of fashion, mate. Do you know anything more about if Ollie Pope is ready to play <laughs> international cricket again for him scoring a century at the Oval than before this game? No, <laughs> I've got no idea. Will Ollie Pope do the same things? It's like Rory Burns, isn't it? Technically, it's not as much of an issue, but he's a bit of a fiddler, isn't it, with technique, Ollie Pope? Just settle in, mate. Just relax. Just just enjoy your cricket and try not to overthink technical things, batting on off stump, batting outside off stump. Just whatever works for him, really. But just settle on one thing. Get on with it. Keep yeah. scoring runs. He's class. He's I, class. But he, yeah. I saw his technique. I thought he was taking a more reasonable two slash middle guard with maybe a bit of a trigger. So maybe a little bit too far oh, outside for me. But, yeah. you know, I've said before, the reason you, you would bat on off stump is so you're leaving balls Around fifth and sixth up to avoid <laughs> getting out like that. You don't just go and play at them like you were when you changed yeah. your guard. So that didn't work out for me. No. Um, ben Folks, mm. 100 last week, 40-odd mm. this week. Still Solid. the opening keeper come the start of the season? Has to be, 100%. Move up. Next question. Best keeper, <laughs> good player. Um, has he been yeah. made? Mm. Poor Tricky England one. record. He, he got a, a run-out duck. Uh, mm. I think it was a run-out duck. Sorry, he got 24 and he got a duck in this game. Not got going this season. How far down the pecking order has he fallen with other people performing around him? I think he's he's dropped further than he should have dropped. 
I think he was put into a dreadful situation over the winter. He was, he was picked earlier than he should have been. We shouldn't take away his achievements over the last couple of summers, especially last summer, yeah. by just by looking at him what happened in Australia. Who performed well with the bat in Australia? Yeah. You know, that's that's the question. Let's put it into context. Um, Hasif Hamid looked a million dollars on his way to 34 in the first innings. He looked superb. He was driving the ball. He wasn't just cut. He was playing superbly well. It has to be said. Ball was drilled back. Uh, he was still at the non-strikers end, backing up as he should be. Massive size 11 boot of James Whale, run out. Deflected onto the stumps, run out. It, it happens. It's just one of those things. A duck in the second innings, do you know what? Openers are going to get ducks. I don't worry about ducks too much. It's when he starts making starts. I'm sorry, when he starts making starts? When he's making starts, <laughs> that's when I want to see him go on and make runs. Yeah. I'm not as worried about the odd duck here and there because you're going to get a good one early occasionally. Mike Atherton, he, he, doesn't he hold a record for ducks just about or used to in test cricket? I, th- I think know? so. And the stats are, are quite interesting on this. I think it's mm. openers, the three-year rolling average mm. for scores of less than 10 per innings is mm. every fourth innings an opener is going to score less than 10 is the county championship yeah. average. So if you're yeah. scoring a less than 10 every three innings, you're like, Alistair Cook level of consistency. So it's an incredibly mm. hard position to be mm. consistent in. You've just got yes. to, when you get in, you've got to go big, really, as an opener, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. I have faith in Hamid, and I think people need to just try and wipe a little bit of that ashes from their minds and just look forward again. Look at what he did in county cricket last year. Look what he did when he first got into the test side last year. I thought he did well. He was building up to something better. He had a really tough time of it. He's lost his place, rightly wrong, or whatever you want to say. Uh, but he's still to come back. He's still a young fella and he's still got a hell of a lot of ability. Um, someone you've touched on, Ben Duckett. 100 yeah, and flying, a 95, batting at three. He's looking good. He really is. He's such a talented player. He's another one, isn't he, that had his England opportunity very, very early. Same as yeah. um, Hamid. He just seems to be completely out of favour, but he's a three-format cricketer. He could play for England in any format and England wouldn't be wouldn't be missing a beat. Um, I think he probably gets himself in in white ball first, perhaps this year. He's done really well in uh, over the winter or last couple of winters in white ball, T20 and others. So he's got to. He's on England watch for a damn good reason because he should be playing for England at some point yeah. this summer. Um, then I think probably the most controversial England mm. watch player on here, and that's Joe Clark. There's a, a lot of hate mm. for Joe Clark on Twitter uh, yeah. based on previous behaviours and activities mm. that's gone on with mobile phones and, and the content of yeah. it. Yeah, He's on there. He's T T20 franchise player around the world, mm. highly acclaimed, did really well mm. in the Big Bash. We had a conversation about this several podcasts ago. Mm. And essentially what we were trying to do is go... Selling your car on cars.com is so fast. It's like the dealer is in your own backyard. Get the best offer instantly, confirm with the dealer, and the money's yours. Cars.com. It's magical. Tap to sell on Cars.com today. Can, can he play for England? The, the, mm. the, there's the high ceiling of what he can go and achieve as a batsman, but we're mm. maybe not quite seeing it in red ball cricket as of yet. No. But given what's gone on before, and I don't think we came to a conclusive answer of, is there a period that's enough time to go, you know what? grow, get better, be a better person mm. and come back to us in a few years when you're, when you've matured, mate, where, where do be. we sit now? Yeah. I think my opinion is probably quite similar maybe to what it was then. I can't remember exactly, but 
you have to have an opportunity to grow as a person, to improve as a person, to understand where you fell down short and where you went wrong. He was a relatively young person at the time. It's not an excuse. It's he not, nah. he was a the, the, you know he wasn't involved in the criminal activity that um, uh, that put his, his his friend in prison. He was there or thereabouts, wasn't he? You know, he was around the time, and there was a lot of nonsense being spoken on that WhatsApp group. You know, a lot of misogynistic, utterly diabolical nonsense. Has he grown as a person? Has he become a better person? Does he understand where he fell short? Does he understand where he went wrong? I'd like to hear him talk. Yeah. I think that's that's important. And I think that'll be important for him. He's on England Watch because he's one of the most talented cricketers in English cricket. He's, 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 in that, he's almost in that Ollie Pope mould, not on, on, a, on a runs scored, but on quality and technique. He is a, he is a superb cricketer. Um, and he, if it wasn't for all the, the off-field stuff and the, what he got him involved in, he would have played English cricket, England international cricket by now. I'm absolutely yeah. certain of that. I think definitely talking white ball. I think he's got a bit of a way yeah. to go with the red ball. Yeah, you just need a level of consistency with the bat yeah. before he comes in a test match conversation. Yeah. I need to see him score but some it, big runs. Um, definitely, but I've just got to add as well quickly, you know, he's on England watch as well for the other reason is he was unofficially one of the standby players for the West Indies test series. Yeah. Yes, he was. That oh, is a very, very good point. Know, he's very close to the England England setup, rightly or wrongly in people's eyes. But I think we have to give people opportunity to, to pay their dues, pay do their time, whatever however we want to put it, and have the opportunity to come again. Otherwise, we may as well just shut society down because everybody has made yeah. some mistakes at some That's point. A, some more points, on, yeah, some more onerous than others, isn't it? So I would like at some point, I think that's just that's the important point for me. I think let's just finish on that. Joe Clark, I'd love to hear him talk about this. Have a serious yeah. interview, not the flippant end of day. How did you get on, Joe? A serious conversation about what happened previously, um, and just uh, just let's, let's let's hear who yeah. he is as a person now. What happened? What did you do? What have you changed? Who are you now? What's Joe Clark age? Yeah. What twenty five, twenty six? Don't know how old he is exactly. Yeah, about that. How's yeah. he different to Joe Clark age twenty one? Like, what have you learned? Um, yeah, very interesting, deep conversation, and one. Uh, mm. that society hasn't got an answer on um, nine times mm. out of 10 on, on what happens with these things, especially these days. Yeah. Um, talking of a player, white ball-esque, but mm. with red ball ambition, which I like, because in the preview podcast, we said Phil Salt going to Lancashire, mm. great signing. What do you want to do? What does Phil Salt in five years <laughs> look like? Is he just a white ball, um, you know, dynamic sort of player, great hands, goes and gets 180, 200 strike rates, bats at the top of the order, gets an IPL contract, or does mm. he want to play test cricket for England? He's playing. He scored 97 mm. on debut for Lancashire, Rich. Mm. It's a really tricky one, isn't it? Because in five years' time, he's 30. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's not a kid anymore. You see these players and they're promising young players and then suddenly you blink and he's 25. Um, he's got a decent but not great first-class record so far, isn't he? He's averaging about 32, which, as you say from your your deep delve into the uh, stats book, is, is there or thereabouts these days uh, in county cricket for a player. Yeah, I think it's good that he's batting down the order. He's starting to don the gloves more and more. You know, he's probably looking and he's had people sit down with him when he makes, makes his move to Lancashire. Where are you going to get into England teams? If you want to play Red Bull cricket, where are you going to get in? Are you going to get in as an opener? There's a chance, but he, he could end up being a bit of a Jason Roy um, opening at Tesco. Yeah. Because his... His positive in white ball opening is going off like a train, isn't it? Those first few overs, he, he finds the ropes. That's not going to work in test cricket. So maybe we look at, oh, well, there's Ben Folks ahead of me with the gloves. Sam Billings, perhaps. There's not many others with the gloves. Maybe James Bracey, depending on how England view him. 
So I think Phil Salt's identifying where he might be able to get himself in down the road in two or three years' time. Uh, I don't think it's an imminent um, England selection, but red ball, it's let's keep an eye on him. White ball, he, he should be seen um, as, yeah. as a much more important player. And bat him in the right place. Don't bat him at number six in white ball cricket. He's an opener yeah. in T20 cricket going, yeah. going open with him. A um, couple of bowling performances thrown into the mm. mixer that was worth noting. Matt Fisher, mm. particularly first innings, four for 19 off about 15 overs, mate. Mm. Difficult winter. Got mm. a game. That's great. Career-defining moment. Played for England Test Match Cricket. Mm. Well done. Yeah. Took a wicket. Was pretty economical. Didn't move the ball off straight for the, the entirety of, of the Test Match he played. What, what are your mm. thoughts? Coming back strong. What you expect, talented young player, isn't he? Um, I think the international group, we need to be a little bit, I think we all need to be a little bit wary about, the, it was one game, wasn't it? He had one test, it didn't move. We've all played a game where the ball's not moving, it's faulty, I can't do anything yeah. with it. Maybe it was one of those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I blame the, the uh, South Knots balls, they stopped swinging. Um, I think maybe it could be, I'd like to see him in a second game, because it could be that that facility that yeah. condition, whatever it might be, he just couldn't extract the movement you'd expect of him. You've said it. We've seen him already play back at Yorkshire. He's nibbling the ball around a bit. He's looking threatening against taking wickets. He's a prototype, isn't he? He's a build of England bowler that you want. He's tall. He's strong. He's got good action. He's going to be around. But it's the depth of, of, of bowlers we now have. Where does he fit in? Now, you, you slot Broad and Anderson back in. He's down the queue. It's going to take a while. But he's, if he takes wickets, he's, he's in the conversation. Yeah. Um, Don Bess, one for 25 thrown into the mixer and one for 54. Like He, he got a few runs as well, didn't he? And, and I think we need yeah. to see him as a, as a potential all-rounder. But for me, he's, he's, he's a ways off. He, he's not in the top five or six spinners. Maybe, I'm probably being a little bit harsh, maybe he's about five. But he's not. he shouldn't be considered as a spinner and he's not good enough with a bat to be an all-rounder yet as well. So I think he's down the pecking order for me. Especially when you consider early season, a lot of spinners are taking wickets. Yeah, and they're they bowling. Are. You know, you know, Don Best hasn't quite done it. He's only had the one game, so let's not be too harsh on him. Good cricketer, promising cricketer. I like the way he goes about his business. Love the fact he's always got his mucky whites on. Um, it makes him feel like a club cricketer, doesn't it? The guy that yeah. doesn't wash his kit. Relatable. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it, there's a player in there, but for now, I don't want him to be around the Test arena. Whether there's a real role for him in the longer formats, I don't know. I'm not sure. Where. Boss Adil Rashid's around, he'll, he'll get much uh, much of a game there. It is, it's something I can relate to. I go through mm. pretty much a whole season without washing my wife. So it'll drive my mum and dad crazy when I went with dirty <laughs> grass marks on my mum trousers from six weeks into the season. Um, <laughs> and, and borrowing other people's kit as well. I was terrible for that. And boxes. Craig Overton. Stealing. Craig Overton, mate. Seven wickets, six wickets. We touched on him when we were talking about the championship review because you can't look mm. at that game without talking about him. But what I saw was a lot of emotion pumped into that game and huge amount mm. of control, huge amount of output, bowling a much better length. Mm. Either he he was told to bowl somewhere else in the West Indies or it just absolutely mm. fell to pieces. But Craig Overton, I think we can all agree, isn't a test match opening bowler from what we've seen no. so far in test match cricket. The question is, is he good enough to be the next incarnation of a Chris Wokes? Provide that sort of role, someone that can bat a bit. He's not as good a batter but mm. he can provide control and move the ball around during those middle overs, first change, second change. How does Craig Overton <laughs> play cricket for England this year? Because he's taken a stack load of wickets last year and he's probably going to do the same this year. Is it the case of 
you just need to step away longer than that and wait for Wokes to maybe step away a little bit, who's struggling in that England lineup, or get the official, hey, there's no Jimmy, no Brody, like places are up for grabs. Mm. Is that how he gets involved? It has to be. It has to be injuries or forced retirements. <laughs> I think that's the only way we can say it, isn't it? And that's not a knock on him. He's going to go away and he's going to do what he did last year. He's going to take wickets. Him and Ollie Robinson got off to a flyer. They were absolute wicket machines, weren't they? That's what got him into England contention. Is Ollie Robinson fit? Will Broad play? Will Anderson play? Is Saki Mahmood on form? Um, there are other players out there. Will Mark Wood recover? Will Ollie Stone get back in, involved if he's fit? Will Joffre play? There's so many questions. And there are some other young players coming through uh, the system as well, aren't they, with, this, with the ball? Overton's a fine player. He'll be part of the conversation. Why do I always forget Chris Wokes? Sorry, Chris Wokes. Um, there are so many players coming through um, the system with, uh, with the ball. So it's just a tough one for him. He's going to keep taking wickets. Therefore, he's going to be part of the conversation. How, whether he plays, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You decide. Um, <laughs> Big Brother, roll back. <laughs> We're going to generate <laughs> back. But Big Brother, that was a thing. That was the hottest thing in TV. Um, talking about the hottest thing, mm. Dan Lawrence, England's current number four. Disappointing mm. performance. Uh, just all around. 17 off 44. Second in innings, he gets a duck. Mm. That number four slot's not his, Rich. No, 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 no. He's he's renting. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not put the deposit down yet, has he? Um, no, he's. Uh, it's it's massively. There's probably there's two spots really, isn't there? Um, would we say? Would we? I was going to say an opener, but I'm not sure if that's right. I think number four is the spot. If, if a new coach comes in, he's going to want his people. So nobody in that team at the moment is absolutely locked in. So there's going to be a new idea coming in, in and Dan Lawrence's spot is probably the one to look at. Maybe rightly or wrongly, maybe a bit harshly, perhaps, you know, you've got to give these players a run. Uh, but if we are doing the official reset, get the T-shirts printed, Red Bull reset, um, then then Lawrence is going to struggle unless he goes and scores bag loads of runs. And yeah, exactly. He sure. can do. He can, it, but I, I'm not sure. I think there are other players out there that might just get the, get the nod ahead of him. It depends what Rude does. They, you know, mm. we're resetting things. Anything's on the table. Rude might bat at four again. And mm. we might be looking at someone else, James Bracey or someone like that coming yeah. in. Um, other notable names playing Zach Crawley, current yeah. England opener, came into the Ashes series, batted really well mm. for 80, scored 100 in the West Indies yeah. and then forgot to turn up for the next five innings. That's a mm. little harsh, but it's a level of consistency we need from this England mm. team. And we saw it, he scored that 200 against Pakistan, didn't see much after where he averaged 10 for mm. the next year. 100 mm. in the West Indies, didn't see anything for the next few test matches. Mm. He looked pretty good for his 54, then mm. got an absolute beauty, didn't pick uh, yeah. Matt Parkinson and stumps on the floor, Rich. It's, it's, let's, let's look at that as a positive for Matt Parkinson. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of people are going to be done by Matt Parkinson this year. Yeah, uh, Zach Crawley is going to be uh, in a long list of players. So I'm not worried about Crawley, like Alex Lees, who, who got off to a flyer last week opening the batting, who didn't play this week. Um Crawley, he, he looks in decent order, but he's just got to be consistent. I don't mean like scoring hundreds every week. I just want to see him scoring, even if it's just fifties. Um, he's going to start, most, isn't he? He's going to yeah, start he, in this England team come the start yeah. of the summer. Yeah, and we know he's got a big score in him, but it's those yeah. in between innings that he needs to just uh, improve on. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. um, that's a fair point. Someone that's altered where they're batting in the lineup. David Milan batted mm. at three last year. Very, very, very positive. Scored plenty of runs. Played for England at number three, just like he did his mm. previous incarnation as part of this England team. Struggled in Australia. Started mm. well, fell apart. Got found out around the off stump. Same happened again. 
He's batting at four for Yorkshire in county cricket this year. He gets 39. Mm. He goes and gets 60-odd in the second innings, mate. Are, are we... Are we? He's on England watch for a reason. He's played cricket mm. for England in the last year. Yeah. Twice in the last five years, two stints. Mm. Are we... Are we having a conversation about the fact that David Milan may play cricket for England this year based on merit? Or is it something where we have to go back to him if something doesn't work later in the summer? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, actually, because I don't know if they'll necessarily be looking at him as like a future piece that they can lock into that batting lineup and say he's going to take us forward. Um, He could be a little bit of a, uh, you know, paper over the cracks a little bit for a period of time. I think that's probably doing him a disservice because he's a quality player and he's, a, he's an international yeah. performer now, isn't he, with the white ball? Um, so there is that. But you just look at it. It doesn't get you, you know, it doesn't jump, make you jump up and down get very excitement, does it, um, with, with getting him back in this England team? But if he keeps scoring runs, he's shown he can perform at test level. He's shown he can perform with white ball at international level. This, it wouldn't hurt England to have him in the team if he's performing <clears> and he's on form. Yeah. Week in, week out, and he's scoring runs innings after innings. It's there's no harm in having him, but it, the it other doesn't way to, really get you. Mm. The other way to look at it is to mm. go, what do we want to achieve? We want to be the best mm. team in the world. Is David yeah. Milan going to be the the long term mm. number three or number four for this England team? Probably mm. not. Probably mm. not. But people can play until the forty and have great careers. So <laughs> you know, yeah. don't don't rule it mm. out. But we're in a period where English cricket we. Hang our hat on mm. the ashes to ashes. Mm. Um, that might change when World Test Championship gets bigger and bigger because we look at that mm. and we're, we're bottom of that behind Bangladesh. <laughs> we're, that's not going great. We're so not looking look at, at that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you look at a period of time where you probably can invest in people and you can suck mm. it up and you go, you know what, we're identifying what we feel are the right people mm. made of the right stuff with the right techniques. Mm. And got a got a, a bag or a you know a period of time where they've scored enough mm. runs. Mm. These are the guys we're going to push. This is your position. Hey, you've got this for the summer, mate. You're our number mm. four for the summer. Yeah. How do you go with that? <laughs> mm. Yeah, they're not giving that to Milan, are they? So I think yeah, it's nice to build for the future, isn't it? But at the same time, in order to make sure that we are well away from where we are at the minute and we're one of the best teams in Red Bull cricket again. You need to make sure we're we're good now and start building now. It's a building process, isn't it? It's not we're not decorating before we put the walls up. So it's we've got to we've got to make sure we've got a strong foundation as a test side, and we're playing in the right way. We've got the leadership set up, we've got the culture set up, and then we can worry about where we are in in two or three years' time. And if Milan is a man that was going to help, um, you know, the likes whoever the new captain is and some of the younger players that are coming in and complementing these more senior players, then brilliant. So be it. He's not a long-term solution, I don't think. I don't think he's going to be a player that's, that's shown me that he can be a, um, a Jonathan Trott influence uh, coming in later in his career. But he might just be somebody that can do the job and glue that middle order together. He, he could well do, mate. He could well do. Um, James Vince. I'll, he's a great player. He really is a talented player. I'm just, I don't buy the hype. I just don't buy the hype <laughs> of him. He's such a talented player, but there's something about him that I just don't, it doesn't click with me. Um, yeah. ultra talented ultra talented but I mean maybe if he gets another opportunity in England he'll prove I don't know if I say prove me wrong but he'll prove as, he'll prove himself right because uh, yeah. he's had the opportunity so far and he's not taken them and, and I just don't quite understand why he's got such a huge fan club um, for England he, he just strikes me as a bit of the old Ramprakash Hick um, county cricket player 
he looks sounds beautiful. Harsh. It, it he, sounds really hard. That, that, that is a little, it is a little <laughs> harsh. But, 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 it, but that's also putting him in the category of Ram Prakash and Hickey, which are the best players to ever played county cricket. Yep. But can he? The, the go thing and do I it want from James Vince, on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I want from James Vince, right, is I'm, I don't want to see him score thirty in nick off. I don't want to see him no. score fifty in county championship no. in nick off. Throw his wicket mm. away. I don't mm. want to see that. I saw it in Test cricket mm. and it didn't work. Twenty, thirty, mm. beautiful drives, rasping mm. cover drives, caught it slip. Don't want to see that. We saw that with Joe Denley. It looked good for 20 and 30. Mm. He got dropped. Michael Carberry mm. going back in Australia. Score 20 and 30. Mm. Consistently scoring 20 and 30. Mm. Hey, you're on the scrap heap because we don't believe in you to go and score more mm. runs than that at this level. Yeah. So he needs mm. to change the dial in the conversation and go, actually, mm. hey, do you see I scored 160 this week? Do you see yes. I scored 200? I've scored three centuries this season. I, need, I want yeah. that. I want runs. Well, I want big exactly. runs. Wait. Where's your big runs? Get your big runs out. Mm-hmm. Get your big runs out. Um, good one to touch on because uh, we, you know, we've touched on Crawley. Alex Lee's had an exceptional game last week. Tom Haynes, Tom Haynes, big runs. Tom Haynes. To, you know, we talked Sean Masood scoring two hundred and thirty nine. Haynes, hey, hold my beer. Two hundred and forty three, and he's looking top notch at the moment, Rich. Absolutely. Well, well, I think he's about 23 years old. He's a diminutive, I think is the polite way of putting it. Left-handed, talented, attacking, aggressive player. Captain of Sussex now, gaining experience in all, all facets of the game. Very, very attacking uh, player. He's, he's, a, he's an opener that's got a good technique, but he, he's not afraid to go after the ball. He scores quickly uh, when, the, when the moment does, um, does present itself. But he showed in this innings that he, he's got longevity as well. Leading run scorer in the county cricket last year. Leading run scorer in the county cricket. It's just established that as a fact. He didn't get a shout of England Lions last year who were going over over the winter, sorry, who, who kind of shadowed England. Uh, Rob Yates got the nod, didn't he, and Alex Lees, yeah. which now Alex Lees is in there. Haynes being overlooked was, was a bit of a bit of a travesty, really. Um, he's doing it again. It's He's quality. Whether or not he's got the technique absolutely bang on to step into opening Red Bull, I don't know. I think he could potentially be playing for England in, in another format. Maybe even the ODI is not sure about his T20 game yet. Um, he's undoubtedly talented. He has to be almost considered the next new player um, to come in, unless a Rob Yates goes and scores big. But, but Haynes, do for you, me, I can't look past him. Do you make room for him this year? Or do you I, just say, get another year under your belt, Mike? Just take another year. I don't think we. I don't think this, this either is, the, is necessarily the right plan from the outset I think it's how is he performing and how well it's the old thing isn't it if it has Zach Crawley had a, few, a run of a ducks do we drop Zach Crawley into number three into yeah. number four even is that more suited for him rather than as an opener um is there then an opportunity for a new opener to come in he's Rory Burns scoring a lot of runs and he's sorted his technique out he's Dom Subley simply done more than getting a first ball duck so far this summer I don't know. You know, it's all those questions are all linked together, aren't they? It's one big, big spaghetti of, uh, of of questions with this opener. But Tom Haynes deserves to be in the conversation, and he's going to be on the England watch every week. And I'm absolutely certain he's going to score an absolute bag full of runs again this summer. He is, he is going to score a bag full. Mm. Someone that's mm. got England ambition, mate. Harry Brook, hundred and a fifty. Mm. He's come out. I want to play all three formats for, mm, for England. Good on him. Good um, on him. Yeah. Batting about number six. I'm not sure on the exact number, but he's kind of middle order batsman. He's not mm. high middle order three, four batsman where England's mm. really got a need going on. Mm. What does. I don't think he's England material yet because we've no. not seen a lot 
of mm. quality from him in first class cricket before mm. this sort of thing. Mm. This might be a coming of age moment, mm. but future's bright. Potential, you know, he's he's white ball player all around the world, plays in different franchise mm. leagues. There, there is a future there for Harry Brook, and scoring 150 in a game and a game you win is definitely going to make you feel pretty good about life and open open eyes to kind of that list of hey, where do you rank? It's, it's high time we had a lot more depth in the batting ranks, isn't it, for England? And, and the, the more the likes of Harry Brook can come through, really highly rated from a young age, the more these boys can put pressure on those in the England team or, or get the selectors interested in them, the better for everybody. It puts pressure on them, doesn't it? And if they're putting pressure on the ones in the team and they're scoring runs, it's a win-win. If they're, if they're putting pressure on them and they're not scoring runs, we have players ready to come through. But we have to have players ready to come through technically and scoring runs. Harry Brook looks a promising player. He's going to be a player that gets himself in the England side in other formats before the yeah. test side, I think, isn't it? But he's someone that's highly rated. And again, we keep coming back to it. We don't know what the selection is. We don't know what the coaches are. We don't know what their thoughts are. They might want Brook in. They might think he's the future Joe Root. Joe Root got in quite early. You know, we, we don't know what they think about these young players. They might see something that we haven't quite seen yet. And he's in and there you go, 100 tests later. What a great, great pickup he was. Mm-hmm. Sweet. That's, I think that's about everyone that's had a real major engagement in canny cricket this week and, and <laughs> so, what's yeah. going on. There's so much, mm. there's so many games. Like you've got eight, nine games going mm. on a week in canny cricket, which is absolutely mm. fantastic. These guys' performances do matter mm. and their form does matter the closer we get to one, having a new head coach, two, mm. a new captain. And then before you know it, New Zealand, they're going to be turning up and playing. So mm. tomorrow's podcast is going to be the one where we're going to run through top 10 prospects around our opening batters in England and who's Mm. England eligible. So look forward to that one, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you thoroughly Mm. enjoyed it. England Watch is going well. We're two episodes down. We'll catch you next time.